Hello everyone, this is Jennifer Bryant and welcome to the Practical Family Podcast where we are building strong foundations and healthy homes. If your kids are still in diapers or in elementary school or middle school, you might be wondering why you're listening to a podcast titled Taking the Pressure Off College Prep. Here's why. Because parents like you are feeling pressure about college and about paying for college earlier and earlier. Research shows that moms and dads at all stages of child raising feel flickers of worry when they think about it. And I'm hoping that today's podcast will reassure you that the whole college process doesn't have to be that difficult or that expensive. I'm hoping that we can lift college-related pressure and stress for you today and replace it with excitement about future possibilities. And if we can do this, then we can give you more time and energy to focus on and enjoy your kids right now. So I am excited today, parents, parents of kids of all ages, to introduce to you our special guest. Jeannie is the author of the book, Launch, How to Get Your Kids Through College Debt-Free and Into Jobs They Love Afterward. And if you've got little ones at home, listen to this. There's a whole chapter in this book specifically for parents who've got kids ages seventh grade and even younger. So without further ado, Jeannie, welcome to the podcast. Oh, Jen, it is great to be here. I love nothing more than to be a guest on a show called The Practical Family, because <laughs> I am all about the practical. Oh, for sure. Thank you so much. Now, let me ask you the first question that's just popping into my mind. Are you hoping that parents of younger kids will start thinking about college because you're hoping that parents will start saving up into a 529 savings plan? Is, is, that, is that the huh. deal? Well, honestly, I wish everybody would do that. Um, But honestly, a lot of people that I talk to are so far in debt themselves. A lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck. And so for many families, saving for college is not even on their radar. So Mm. that's not why I'm trying to reach young families. Um, Instead, what I tend to do is focus on strategies that don't require saving and they don't require getting a bunch of scholarships and they don't require getting a bunch of financial aid to help pay for college. There are about 150 other really viable, outstanding strategies that parents can use, but the uh, best ones can go into effect if parents start early. And that's why I love to get a family when their kids are in seventh grade or earlier. But there are plenty of families that don't find me until their kids are in eighth grade, ninth, 10th, 12th grade. Uh, Even some families find me when their kids are in college and I'm still able to help them. Oh, wow. Okay, so I can feel that pressure lifting already because these are all the things that that we worry about. And even me, I mean, I I have seven and eight-year-old kids and you're telling me that if I start thinking about these things now, then it'll be easier for me later and I don't have to worry about saving every single penny for their education? Saving every penny. That just sounds sad. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> really, honestly, well, what we hope is that you will be able to use some clever strategies, not every day, not constantly worrying and thinking about this. But just use a few strategies when your kids are prior to seventh grade, a couple of things when they're in eighth, a couple of things when they're in ninth grade, 
So you're laying some groundwork so that when you get to 10th and 11th grades, which are the really big heavy hitter times, mm -hmm. you will already have the, the groundwork laid of several things that you've done correctly and set up for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's when you just, you get through that. You start to get to that part of college prep where everyone else is tearing their hair out of their heads and you feel like, oh, I've got this. I've got it. I, I, I know what I'm doing and I've got a plan. And that really relieves the stress and pressure off of college prep. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Oh, wow. So, okay. So once I read your chapter on what to do before seventh grade, then what? What, what, what do you want me to do next? Well, it, when you get the your copy of Launch, How to Get Your Kids Through College Debt-Free and Into Jobs They Love Afterward, the first thing you'll do is just read chapter one and chapter two. This It's a reference book, so nobody oh. reads the whole thing at oh, one time. that's so great. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love using books for reference. <laughs> okay, so you'll read chapter one and chapter two, and then you will be inspired and on fire that this is really possible for your family, and you'll know... After chapter two, you'll know exactly how to reuse the rest of the book. Well, you'll jump to the chapter on what to do in seventh grade or earlier, and it's all very kindly written. It says, if you can't do all these things, that's okay. Just mm. use the strategies that work and just discard the rest. Mm -hmm. And then you'll put the book away, and you will not look at it again until May of eighth grade. Mm. And in May of eighth grade, you'll get it out again, and there's a chapter that says, okay, now this is the perfect time to use these several strategies. If you can't do them all, that's okay. And then you put the book away and you don't look at it again until further into the summer after eighth grade. And then you put it away again and you don't get it out until September of ninth grade. Mm. And what, what it allows this what allows me to do as an author is it allows me to escort you through the process. So I'm able to say, just like if you were at a meeting in my office, oh, here's what you do right now. Don't worry about everything you can't do. Just do what you can. And then we only touch base only when there's something to talk about. And every chapter is laid out according to, um, they're all labeled with a time period in your kid's life. Mm. So there's January of 10th grade and there's um, September of 11th grade is another uh, chapter that you read. And it essentially just walks you through all the best strategies all the way till you drop your kid off at the dormitory door. Oh, and this no. preserves, it keeps you from having to hit your forehead with the heel of your hand and say, <laughs> I'd give anything if I would have just known that earlier. Yes. So having someone that guides you, it really takes the stress and the pressure off. And I know there, there are people who charge $5,000 to walk people through the whole process of paying for college. And what that does is it prices a lot of people out. Your people yes. can't good, get good guidance. Mm -hmm. And so I, I wanted to solve that problem. So I packaged all this guidance into a little book that you can get on amazon.com and it's launch how to get your kids through college debt free and into jobs they love afterward. Oh, I, I love it. I love that it's user friendly. Now, can Jeannie tell us why, what made you decide to write a book like this? I mean, y y your kids are, are in and through college, or can you give us a little background? Well, no, I, I have kids who, a daughter who's 16 and a son who's 17, and I didn't write this book because I went through this with my own kids. This was all, the book was all written when my kids were quite a bit younger. Mm. 
But I can sympathize with parents who are raising teenagers, that's for sure. The real reason that made me write this book is in my day job, when I am not on podcasts like this, I'm a grad school admissions consultant. So for 23 years, I've been meeting with college students in my office, and I help them put together stunning, compelling applications to law school, medical school, graduate school, business school. You want an MD, PhD from Johns Hopkins University. You probably have never applied for that before in your life. I walk you through the whole process and help you uh, create a compelling argument in your own behalf using your own true stories. So in doing that, I work Mm -hmm. with all these college students and I love every one of them. I never had a client I didn't love. And one of the questions I have to ask is how are you going to handle this from a debt perspective? If you're Mm going to go to medical school and you're going to rack up $270,000 in debt, you better not have $150,000 in debt from undergrad. Yes. And I would over and over again, my heart would just break. Students would tell me they had all this debt and a lot of it they got for stupid reasons. And I, I don't mean to use such strong language, but here, here's an example. I would say, why did you, why did, what happened? Why did you get all that debt? And they'd say, my parents told me that I should go to the super expensive school because I'd have a better chance of getting into medical school. Mm. Well, here I am. I own getintomedschool.com. I'd look right at the person and say, I'm so sorry, but it was a lie. You did not have to go to that super expensive school to get into medical school because I have clients who went to community college and then they transferred their community college credits to a four-year university and got into top medical schools just fine, no problem. And so it's lies and misinformation like this that broke my heart and made me want to do the research and figure out what are all the best strategies, hundreds of strategies for how to get kids not only through college debt-free, that's that's only part of it. Mm-hmm. We want to get them into jobs they love afterward. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that sets launch, how to get your kids through college debt-free and into jobs they love afterwards, sets it apart from everything else that's out there about college because it actually bridges the whole gap from you're, you're, you're starting in uh, middle school, getting your kid, uh, doing strategies that work in middle school, and then uh, plat- plotting and strategizing all the way to what are the choices we can make now that'll help this kid actually get a job? Oh, that's wonderful, Jeannie. It's, well, I think you've really hit on something there because a lot of parents don't feel excited and happy when they think about college off in the future because a lot of them feel so pressured and anxious. Now, specifically speaking to what you, know, what you said about parents telling their child that they need to get into a great undergrad program to get into a great med school because, you know, like we were talking about before, people still need doctors and lawyers and all of that. So these specialty schools are necessary in our society. But when that pressure is on the parents to then pressure the kids and then they all have to make sense of the money thing, you know, what do you say to that? Well, I'm thinking of a, what you're asking me is making me think of a blog post I wrote called The Five Lies We Tell Kids About College. Mm. And one of the lies that we, that kids hear and parents say it, teachers say it, and guidance counselors say it. Have you ever heard this? Yeah. If you don't get into a good college, you won't get a good job when you graduate. 
Yeah. How my kids started hearing that in middle in middle school and they came home and said that to me. And I said, that is not true. Mm. They're telling you things at school that are not true. And honestly, Jen, don't you know people who went to so-called bad colleges and they have great jobs? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and they are making yes. money and they are helping the world. Yes, You do not have to go to a great college to get a great job when you graduate. What's far more important are things like career goals early on and volunteering and job shadowing and interning early on before you ever graduate. Those are the things that really lead to a great career. Mm. And if we don't talk, we may not get to talk about that today, but we, you and I may be able to talk about that in a different episode. So there are all these 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 uh, lies and these untruths that circulate, and I'm uh, from my perspective, Christian faith is huge for me. And this scripture is on a giant poster on the wall of my office, and it says, "The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted." and to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. That's Isaiah 61, verse 1, and I take that very seriously. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's referring to Jesus, and it's referring to the gospel, but it's also referring to people being released from all kinds of lies and darkness that Mm -hmm. they've been told about. And my particular specialty just happens to be freeing people from the lies that uh, that they've been told about education. Oh, and wow. and that's why you have me here on a podcast called Taking the Pressure Off of College Prep. That's what we're doing today is yes. taking the pressure off. Oh, and I'm yes. always hoping that, you know, because I'm the person that gets you into medical school and law school and graduate school, I am never going to give you a strategy that's going to endanger your Harvard Med School application. Mm-hmm. These mm-hmm. strategies we're talking going to talk about today, they are all designed to actually get you to a real job, get you to graduate school if that's where you want to be. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And that is such a beautiful uh, segue into what we want to talk about next in terms of getting into these these schools, but then the motivation behind it. I mean, you and I ta- oh. talked before about why. Why, why? why should right. I shoot for the stars here in, in terms of this top priced university, really, or this top priced medical school? Can we talk a little bit about the difference in motivation between needing it to build mm. our own personal credibility versus right. doing it because you were called to this career path? Right. There, there is nothing wrong with shooting for the stars. I, I love it when I get a kid that just says, I'm a high achiever. I want to work hard and just see what I can accomplish in this life. Yes. But you're so right when you talk about motivation. And here's what really puts the pressure on parents, even Christian parents. If you think that high-level education is the end-all, be-all. That's what's going to give your kid a satisfying life. That's what's going to meet your kid's needs. That's what's going to put food on your kid's table. If you think that education is the end-all, be-all, then what happens is education actually becomes like an idol, mm. becomes something that stands in the place of God. You don't really need God to make your life fulfilled and to provide for you and to give you meaning and significance. 
oh, you could just have a degree and have a fancy job and make a lot of money and have people uh, just think you're fantastic because of the school that you went to. Yes. And wow. anytime we bow down to an idol, there is always stress and pressure and there's anxiety and there's fear. Well, when we can do the opposite and when we can take education, much as we love it, and I know you're a homeschooling mom and in your house, education is is prized and it's treasured in the way that it should be. Yes. When you can take education and make it bow down to the gods of this earth, and when we take education and say, you know what, I am going to pursue education because it is going to develop, I want to develop who I am and what I have inside of me so I can bring great good to this earth. But my first allegiance is to Christ. My first allegiance is to the God who created me. That's where I'm looking to get life. That's where I'm looking to get joy and fulfillment and to get my provision. When God becomes the end-all, be-all, when Jesus becomes who we cling to, adhere to, run to, stick to, and education is just simply a little minor means to an end. Yes. That's when we start to achieve balance. And I'm hoping for all the families that are listening here today that we can all take a look at our attitudes about education and say to ourselves, in my heart, is education bowing down to the Son of God? Mm. Am I really putting education in its place. It's just a means to an end. It's not the provider of every good thing that I need. It's not my oxygen. Yes. What a what a refreshing perspective, Jeannie, for you as a as an academic counselor to to bring that perspective into it. It absolutely brings the balance that I wish that I had always had growing up. I mean, all we knew and all my parents ever strove to do in, in, you know, for us was to help us to get a good education so that we would be good in life. But even what I found myself doing, Jeannie, can I just tell you and share, I've shared this with the audience before that that even growing up in a, in a beautiful Christian home, getting a good education and then using it, I became a teacher. I studied the Bible in college, you know, but even that I found myself making that the idol of my identity. And until I realized my identity in Christ, that my first ministry is to love my husband and children. And then what God has given me in experience with education and all that, that absolutely comes second. He wants me to use my gifts. And friends, mamas, daddies listening, he wants you to use your gifts. He wants you to use the experiences that he's given you, but not at the expense of the family. And that's what we're about at Practical Family is to build strong foundations and healthy homes. And I absolutely believe that education is part of that strong foundation, but the healthy part is just what you're talking about right now, Jeannie. It's the healthy perspective that we need to hold education not any higher than our family, but to use it to serve them well. Well, you bring up, that is just such a good point. And in in the stage of life that you're in right now, your kids are little. Mm -hmm. And so this is your calling to focus on your family, Mm -hmm. to focus on Um, uh, building a strong family foundation and the education of your children. But you know, time is going to fly by so fast for you, Jen. They say in in parenting, the days are long, Mm. but the years are short. 
Mm-hmm. And when you start to have kids who are getting to be 16, 17, and 20, you start to realize the decades fly by in a blur. Mm-hmm. Like it's a whole decade gone by, and I can hardly, they're large pieces of it. It's like traumatic <laughs> stress and just oh, <laughs> traumatic no. stress and um, post traumatic stress. Um, there's so many pieces of it that I just can't even remember. It just <laughs> flies by in a blur. Someday your kids are going to be 20 and they're going to be 25. Mm. And God is going to have an amazing thing for you to do with your life at that stage. Mm-hmm. You will not be just left with well, I'm, I'm so young. My kids are gone. I have nothing left to do. God has different callings for us at different stages of our lives. Mm-hmm. And often education is a part of that calling. Yes. But we don't look at education for its own sake. Like this is going to give me my worth and myself that my value as a human being. Right. I love how you said my identity. Education mm-hmm. really Make it does a lousy job of that. Yes, <laughs> it yes. does a, a lousy job of providing identity for anyone because once you let's say you go to Stanford, you graduate from Stanford and you tell like five people I'm a Stanford grad, and then it starts to lose its cachet. Wait, we, we hope that you have learned some great things there that you can put into a job that you do, but the the having your identity be rooted in who you are in Christ and that someone died on a cross mm. to take your sin away from you so that you could live in partnership and fellowship with God so that when you're doing your work you can actually hear God popping cool ideas into your head for how to get your work done in clever more uh, clever uh, more clever more better ways yes That is really exciting. And the God piece of that is far more exciting than I went to a certain college and took organic chemistry with a certain (laughs) professor 20 years ago, and I'm still feeding off of that. Uh Like we're really, really getting off. We're really getting to a kernel here that not very many people are talking about. And isn't it funny? You're hearing about this from a person who helps kids get into medical school. Yes. You would think if there's anybody that should be talking about education being a God we all bow down to should be me. But no, it Mm. really is. Jesus is the God that we bow down to. That's where life is. And here's what's super interesting. And I know you've got to wrap up here, but go ahead. um, ahead. The clients that I've had that have been, uh, and this is talking about applying to vet school, medical school, uh, MD, PhD programs, the clients I've had who have been the most brilliant, who have had the greatest insights and the greatest success, huge part of the time, they're Christian people who would sit at their desks and they would bow their heads and say, God, can you help me figure this out? You can see this organic chemistry at levels a hundred times deeper than I ever will. Can you help me to get it? Mm. And 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 through and around this whole country, there are surgeons and special ed teachers and police officers and people in every profession who are asking God to help them get ideas on how to do their jobs well. That's what really makes an outstanding career success. Oh, beautiful. Oh, I just love it. I am so blown away right now, even by Jeannie's insights. You've been listening to Jeannie Berlowski. She's the author of Launch, How to Get Your Kids Through College Debt-Free and Into Jobs They Love Afterward, which is available now on Amazon, and you can go to the link in the show notes. So Jeannie, again, you write, you blog, you speak, and one of your very favorite things is speaking at 
actual homeschool conferences, and that's so wonderful. But I wanted you to, to before we close today, uh, talk about the special offer that you have for your FAFSA giveaway. So a couple of things. If you're looking for launch, how to get your kids through college debt-free and into jobs they love afterward, and that's the step-by-step guide, mm-hmm. only available at this point in a print book. And you find that on Amazon. If you just search for Burlowski, B-U-R-L-O-W-S, like Sam, K-I, and the word launch, you'll get right to it. And then also, uh, I love to speak at all different kinds of conferences, but homeschool moms just have a close spot in my heart Um, So closing thoughts as we leave today, uh, this broadcast is being released right around October 1st, and other people may be listening to this podcast at other times of the year, but right in October is a critically important time for families who have seniors in high school or for a family who has a college student of any age. So you could be a dad listening to this, and you've got a kid that's 21 years old and they're headed for their senior year of college, for example. This is the time of year that parents need to be filling out the FAFSA form, F-A-F-S-A. It's the free application for federal student aid. Now, this is a free application that anyone can fill out, and some parents are going to not fill it out because they're going to think, we make too much money, we're not going to get any student aid. And I want to make sure that every family listening to this, if you've got a kid that's going to even a 5% chance that that kid will be in college this coming fall, which is approximately 11 months from now, it requires a lot of planning ahead, fill this form out because people are stunned to see how much they get. You can make $200,000 and have a whole bunch of assets and you can still get a lot of money to help pay for college. It's not just about applying for Pell Grants. It's about applying for, um, you're applying for 600 different student aid programs and state programs. And for those parents who know they have to fill a FAFSA form out soon, I have a bonus resource that's available online, and it's called 30 Plus Common FAFSA Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. And what I've done is I've written an article that has 30 mistakes that people make on this form that keep them from getting the amount of money they really have coming. And it's really clearly written and you'll be able to just read it through one time and kind of have it on your desk, print it out while you're filling out the FAFSA form and it will keep you from making so many errors that can cost you money. One one classic example is they're asking about the value of your investments. And if people write down the face value of their investments, they can look a lot wealthier than they really are. There's a safe legal way to state that a little different differently so that you look a little poorer as they're analyzing your financial need and you get more money for college. Anyway, anyone can get that resource, that article, simply by texting 44222. I'll say that again. Just get out your phone and text to the number 44222. Text FAFSA HELP, F-A-F-S-A-H-E-L-P. Text that to 44222. And uh, I'll, I'll just respond to you right away and you'll get that in your email inbox. And that is honestly, Jen, that's one of the greatest gifts that I can think of that I can give your listeners as far as getting tons and tons of free money to help pay for college. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And and folks, all of those links will be included in our show notes as well as on practicalfamily.org under our podcast 
page. So Jeannie, you have so many other things to encourage us on. And I would love to bring you back for the part two of this episode, if you're willing to hang out for a bit. Does that sound okay? I would love to do another episode with you. I love being here on the Practical Family Podcast because you're practical. That's Uh, what I love. (laughs) We're all about practical. So families, join us for part two of this episode with Jeannie Berlowski, author of the book Launch, How to Get Your Kids Through College Debt-Free and Into Jobs They Love Afterwards. So listen up for part two of Taking the Pressure Off of College Prep. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. You can find more articles and podcasts at practicalfamily.org. I'm Jennifer Bryant, and you've been listening to the Practical Family Podcast, where we are encouraging families to build strong foundations and healthy homes.